we are in a predicament right now in the whole world. And I think in general, it's just been really hard to do business, you know, with employment, with inflation. Now gas prices going up. As entrepreneurs, we got to think positive. We got to stay ahead of the, be proactive and think ahead of this. And let's just get the down and dirty on what we're going to do to mitigate the challenge and some ideas we've had and how we can all stay on track here. And what can we do instead of focusing on the problem? What's the opportunity here and what's the solution? So you as a business want to feel that pain before you make the customers feel that pain. So then when you're able to tell them that we're doing a fuel surcharge, it's because we tried to absorb this as long as possible. We can't do it anymore. So that's for us. You may be in a situation where you've never done a price increase and this is really hurting you. So tell them like, look, we can't afford to keep running like this. So we need to do a temporary fuel surcharge. Now, the downside that you're going to run into is that customers are also paying higher gas prices. Grow your cleaning business, make more money, have more time. This is the Profit Cleaners Podcast with your hosts, Brandon Condry and Brandon Shane. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Profit Cleaners, the only place where you can learn from the top 1% of cleaning business owners from around the world. Take it to the next level, up-level your game, and win. I am your host, Brandon Shane, and I'm joined by my co-host... Brandon Condry. Brandon Condry in the house. And together, you got both profit cleaners in the house, and we want to thank you guys for joining us today on the show. Thank you for your time, and hopefully you guys are getting tons of value out of these podcasts. If you are a little housekeeping up front here, please subscribe to the show, leave us a review, share it out to someone who benefit from the value we're giving you guys, and thank you guys again for being here. So today we have a very exciting episode for you. We're going to be talking about exciting inflation. It's very exciting and actually came up because in our group, we've had a lot of people asking, like, what are you guys doing to mitigate the challenges of inflation and rising gas prices? And just in general, like we've talked before about the employment things we're doing, but today we're going to really focus in on some ideas and some things we talked about just on our meeting yesterday about what we're going to do to mitigate this challenge. And hopefully you guys can listen in. Love to hear your feedback as well. If you guys have ideas, message us in. Hello at ProfitCleaners.com. We're always willing to listen to your feedback as well if you guys have great ideas on this. But yeah, we are in a predicament right now, I think, in general, in the whole world. And I think in general, it's just been really hard to do business you know, with employment, with inflation. Now gas prices going up. So as entrepreneurs, we got to think positive. We got to stay ahead of the, be proactive and think ahead of this. So yeah, Brandon, let's just get the down and dirty on what we're going to do to mitigate the challenge and some ideas we've had and how we can all stay on track here. And what can we do instead of focusing on the problem? What's the opportunity here and what's the solution? Yeah. So it's really like a two-pronged issue. So inflation at large, that's up, we're at a 40-year high. Like I think just this morning, the February numbers came out. So it's the highest it's ever been since 1982. So it was like 7.9%, something like that. So broke another monthly record. Most of that inflation cost is being driven by energy cost, which is like heating and gas and stuff. So I don't know if the inflation is really hitting the cleaning industry as hard as just existing. Like groceries are expensive. Stuff is expensive. That's going to affect your employees. And it's also going to affect your customers. So you may see some cancellations because of inflation-related issues and things like that. So that is something to keep on the radar. And then the other half of it, which I think is going to affect a lot more people, is gas prices. So we are not the cleaning company that's driving Teslas around. I wish we were. We should bring Corby on to talk about this because they're all driving Nissan Leafs. So he's got a much different outlook on the gas price thing. So we are not driving Nissan Leafs. We are driving Nissan Versas and Kia Souls, which are 
high MPG cars. So those are 40 mile per gallon cars. So that's helping us out. But for everyone who's not driving that, we saw locally in Albuquerque, gas prices went up almost a dollar in a week. So in five days, it went up a dollar a gallon. And I assume that everyone else is like that. I think California is at like $6.50 per gallon right now. And I fully expect Albuquerque will get to $5 a gallon. So what can we do about that? I am not a member of OPEC. I cannot increase the oil production of the Middle East. But there are some things that you can do locally to kind of help yourself out. Yeah. So, you know, we were talking about it in our meeting, our weekly EOS meeting that we do with the team and the leadership every week. And our sales guy, Matt, was like, hey, we did a price increase last July, 2021. And he was like, we could tack on another price increase or something right now. But it's like, do we want to do that just yet? Another thing we were also considering, because we have very high credit card processing fees. So we were thinking, how can we overcome that too? I don't know. So we've kind of been toying with different ideas. But I think in general, we landed on the idea that we're not going to do anything immediately. We're going to kind of observe what happens in the market. But we are going to be proactively planning on doing another increase later this summer. Well, yeah. I mean, let's unpack some of that stuff there. So the two things we talked about doing right away were, okay, grass is really high. Let's put on a fuel surcharge to every job. So your house, your cost of cleaning is 200 bucks. We're going to put on flat fee. We'll put on a $10 fuel surcharge to cover the cost of gas. So Matt's pushback on this, and I think it was very correct. We did do a big price increase in July. So that was one that got put off because of the pandemic, which was scheduled for 2020. Previous to that, we hadn't done one since 2018. So the last sort of structural price increase that we did across the board was in 2018. We'd waited two years, and then we ended up waiting three because of the pandemic. So we did a price increase in 2021. And part of that was we had this COVID fee, which we had told you guys about before, which was to cover testing and gloves and all kinds of stuff. Everyone understood that. It was a crazy time. We got rid of that and rolled it into the new pricing. Matt's point on a fuel surcharge was... If you picture yourself like you're going on a trip, you booked an airline ticket. Okay, the ticket was $200. Then you got to the airport and you had to pay a fee if you wanted to check in early. So you didn't have to check your bag. You had to pay a fee to get a bigger seat in economy. You had to pay a fee to get into first class. It's like nickel and diming people. And so Matt's opinion was that if we tacked on this 3% fee, a flat fee, whatever it is, that people would start getting really upset because you give them a quote that it's this plus this plus this plus this. So this is unique to us because we had done a very big price increase in July. So we're in early March right now. So we're three months away. What we wanted to do in general is get on a schedule where we're doing a price adjustment for inflation, for cost of living raises for the employees every year anyway. So the idea is we're just going to do a price increase for everybody across the board, a flat percentage in July. And part of that will be, well, let's roll into it, the cost of higher gas. The other part of the gas thing, too, is that we're really only... Ukraine got invaded, whatever it is. I think we're on like day 16 or something like that. So we're just over two weeks ago this happened. And yes, gas prices have spiked for sure. But you don't want to... Five days into high gas, you don't want to turn around and be like, hey, everybody, everybody's got to pay 10 extra bucks for gas now. (laughs) So we want to really... You as a business want to feel that pain before you make the customers feel that pain. So then when you're able to tell them that we're doing a fuel surcharge, it's because... We tried to absorb this as long as possible. We can't do it anymore. So that's for us. You may be in a situation where you've never done a price increase and this is really hurting you. Put it out there, man. Like you got to do it. So like tell them like, look, we can't afford to like keep running like this. So we need to do a temporary fuel surcharge. If we were going to do it, I would try and say like, look, until gas prices come down below some number, we're going to have this fuel surcharge on there. 
Now, the downside that you're going to run into is that customers are also paying higher gas prices. And so if you put on a fuel surcharge, then they may just be like, look, I'm out. I'm already feeling the pain at the pump. I can't afford to pay for cleaning with a fuel surcharge on top of it. That's an acceptable risk you're going to have to take if you're really hurting from the fuel. I mean, we could start stockpiling gas. What if we just got a huge tank in the back? No, I'm just kidding. That's a horrible idea. We talked about that. We actually looked into that. So farmers do this. Farmers have these huge fuel tanks out in the middle of a field where they can refuel tractors and stuff like that. I think it also, because of the urban environment we're in, I think that makes you a target to get your big pile of gas stolen one night. And then, well, shoot, now you now you got your big pile of gas stolen. Plus, your insurance goes up because now you have this giant bag of flammable liquids hanging around. It's not a good idea. So, listen, fuel surcharge is one of your options. You can do that. It's going to carry a risk. The other one that we looked at, and this was a result of us going over some year-end financials, we paid roughly something like $48,000 in credit card processing fees over the course of 2021. And when we showed that to the leadership team, they were kind of shocked that we're paying that much, much in credit card fees. When you break that out by percentage, I think we're at like 2.75, which isn't that bad compared to some credit card processors. So I think we're in a pretty sweet spot there. Matt also had strong opinions on this, that doing a credit card processing fee is just the cost of doing business. Like you just work that into your pricing. So when we do our price adjustment in July, we'll up it by 3% to cover the credit cards. We'll up it by another 4 to cover inflation and maybe like another half a percent to cover gas. So like that'll just get worked into the adjustment. Yeah. But I thought what was interesting when we talked about that was almost everybody on the team was like, actually, I wouldn't push back on that because like everybody's actually used to paying, including you, Brandon, you were like my plumber. Claudia was like, when I buy stuff, I'm happy to pay my processing fee. It's almost like a cost to consume is what Claudia was mentioning. And I I thought that was interesting. So I don't know if enough people are used to just tacking that on. I've definitely seen it more often lately as well. I think if you take a poll with everybody that you've seen it. So our plumber charges a 3% fee to pay with a credit card. When we redid our desks downstairs, we got hit with a fee. Our electrician did the same thing. So like, I think this is very common now. Even gas stations themselves will give you a break on the per gallon price if you pay cash. So again, this goes back to our price increase that we did in July. It was relatively recent and we don't want to start tacking on this fee. But what you and I talked about was when we do the next adjustment in July of 2022, we'll put in the credit card fee into there, tell everyone like, hey, here's your price adjustment for the year. It's small. We try to keep it as small as possible, you know, global supply chain stuff, whatever. But here's the break for you, the customer. If you pay with a debit card or a check, we will give you a 3% discount. So the fee isn't a fee. It's not a line item that you can see. And there's nothing for the team to manage. It's just built into the pricing by default. And then if you pay with a credit card, we will put a line item on there that's a 2 to 3% discount for paying cash. So that helps us out. And from a mindset switch thing on the customer side, it's not a punishment for paying us. It's a benefit for paying us a different way. Right. So it still might be a little bit of a hassle to get everyone switched over to paying that way. Another thing we thought was just do like ACH payments, which we can't do with our current software, right, Brandon? We can't. We'd have to switch to a different payment processor that software endorses. That changes our percentage to do merchant fees, which I think even that change is going to be so much more expensive than the 2.75% that we're paying now that it's not even worth entertaining. Yeah, and then the other side of that is people are paying with debit cards and checks, why not just take cash as well? And we were like, well, that could be a real big can of worms if we just start letting thousands of dollars of cash float around every day and who knows what might happen to it. And I don't think we want to go down that road, right? 
I mean, look, cash is legal tender. We'll take it if customers are paying. We don't want to switch over to being a cash business because now you got like, all right, there's counterfeit money out there. We don't have a way to store it in the cars safely so they could get broken into between houses. The team swears we got our $250 to the last house, but you get back to the office and it's 225 Like, what happened to that 25 I don't know. It blew out the door. Maybe that's true, but then maybe now you're doubting your employees and if they were stealing stuff. So it's a can of worms for sure. Plus, credit cards are just so convenient and there's a paper trail. So from our standpoint, again, with our price increase, the way it works for us, we're not going to do either of those things. We're going to roll it into the other thing. But for you guys, you, the listener, with your cleaning company, you could consider either charging a 3% surcharge if they are running with a credit card or do the same thing, offer a 2% discount right now without doing an adjustment if they pay cash. So that way you're not hurting yourself extra with this payment. Those two things are an easy way to absorb it. If you decided to go with the fuel surcharge and the credit card surcharge, then that's suddenly 6% that you're getting on top to cover your merchant fees and to help offset the cost of gas. Those are two tangible things you can do. Want to hear all the latest news from Profit Cleaners first? Want to make sure you don't miss out on our next courses and some amazing discounts? Well, be sure to follow at Profit Cleaners on Instagram and sign up for our emails on ProfitCleaners.com. If you haven't done a price increase ever, look at it, man. Now's the time to look at it. How long have you been in business? You've been in business 18 months. You haven't done a price increase. Well, in the last six months, inflation's gone to 40-year highs. Now's a great time to do it. Everyone will understand that. You don't want to up it by 25%, ideally. We've done that before. There's cautionary tales in our previous podcast episodes about losing customers by doing massive increases. You got to be a little bit judicious about it, but now's a good time to consider a price increase and just explain to them, like, look, you see around, you see that inflation's high, like inflation's high for a business too. I got to buy stuff. I got to pay employees. So here's what it is. You're going to lose people with any price increase. It's natural. Yeah. And you guys can go back in uh, past episodes and listen to those podcasts where we talk about those price increases. We actually give some pretty good information. I think on one of them, we give our letter for a price increase. And those letters, we have different letters we've used in the past, different emails and letters we've sent customers. That's in our 10X course as well. A lot more of that content. But yeah, I think the first time we really screwed it up in the beginning, the last price increase, I don't remember the exact percentage. There was no exact percentage. It averaged out to something like 9%. But there were subsets of our customers that got like a 25% increase. And those those were like really huge houses that belonged to very wealthy people. And even after that 25% increase, we still get people that have 4,000 square foot houses that tell us like, I can't believe you're charging so little to clean this 4,000 square foot house. So the little houses, like the studio apartments of the world, the 800 square footers, those got very small increase as well. So our last price increase was intense. We did a lot of research on that. That wasn't just a flat number across the board. Yeah. So this current price increase that we're looking at possibly doing maybe closer to the summer when if indeed the price of gas goes through the roof and it's 5 $6 or more, like... I mean, I think by that point, people will definitely understand why we're doing it again. But what are we thinking it might be? If July comes around, is it going to be another 9% increase? Are we thinking more like 3 to 5%? I think it's got to be at least 6 It'll probably be something like 7 It'll be like 7 or 8%. Because inflation's been 7% month after month after month. Inflation's at like 7 to 9% right now, right? So our 7% increase is going to cover 3% of credit card fees, 3% of inflation type stuff, and then a little bit on top. And then we'll also pair that with, hey, customer, you get a discount if you pay with a debit card. Because processing a debit card through our processor is like 0.7% compared to 3.5, whatever it is. 
So it'll be a percent, but it'll also come with a little benefit for the customer if they want to switch their payment method up a little bit. And I think something that could help everyone that's doing this or thinking about doing this, and then just in general, because sometimes people have issues with wanting to charge more money for their services, but they're like, but people don't want to pay it because somebody down the street will do it for 50 bucks and I charge 150 or whatever it is. The difference is, guys, if you can build in more, not just the reason why, of course, like we do this differently, we use better chemicals or equipment, or we have this process, this proven process, this thing that we do that makes us unique. It's our proven unique process. But also tell people, what is your brand story that you can build into this that really kind of justifies why you're doing this? I mean, you guys are a local business. If you're running a local cleaning business, that's a huge part of it. We were just putting some ads up today in a local magazine, and the lady was like, I think the angle that you guys are family-owned, you're local, you're family-owned is huge. And people are going to love that. They want to support the local family-owned business. And so it's things like that that you can weave into, hey, guys, we're doing a price increase or whatever we're doing that we need your help with to come alongside us. And here's just like a little bit more about what this is going back to. People want to know like what's that going towards. Like We pay our teams a living wage. We're paying them more. We got to pay more for gas, but we have cars that show up to your house on time. We're reliable. We don't leak oil all over your driveway. Like we do what we say. We're consistent. We're reliable and we take care of our people and we do this. So if you build in like all these things you do that you're taking care of your people, that you're involved in the local community, like that people's money is going further than just transactional value. It's actually much more than that. And it's purposeful. Those are the kind of things too, that will offset pushback from people being like upset about the price or whatever you're fearing. And you're always going to have pushback, but you will lessen that pushback if you explain why and you build that unique story of your brand into what you're doing. And because people want to be part of that and they want to help support local businesses always. You know, the very beginning of the pandemic, I was so surprised, but it was so cool. We had customers that were like, hey, we're not going to get cleaning, but we're going to keep paying. We want to support you guys. And so that's the kind of thing that you can really focus on and communicate. And even during these times, communicate even more to your customers. You know, during the pandemic, it was communicate confidence, communicate what you're doing, precautions you're taking. So maybe it's shifting now to communicate other types of confidence, other things you're doing to stay ahead of this stuff and just give people that confidence that they are supporting an awesome brand. And if you're a local family owned service business, like even better, you know, like play that story up and work that into your marketing and your messaging, things like that. And that's going to go a long way. Yeah. So those are some tangible things that you can do, which is increase prices, basically. So you either have to increase prices realistic, like the actual price of the service, or you're tacking on a surcharge. You may upset some customers and they'll go away. But the new customers won't know that they had a price increase. So as long as you're still in the market, do that. So there are some intangible, different type of strategies that you can employ as well, which can serve you also. Call the competition. Get some of your friends to call the competition, see what they're charging, ask them specifically when you call. Are you charging any fees right now for credit cards or fuel surcharges? They'll tell you they think you're a customer. It happens. People do market research. Just do it. So that'll give you a handle on where to go in your local market. It won't make you think that you're making a crazy decision. One of the other ones that we talked about in the Facebook group was reroute your teams. When was the last time that you looked at your dispatch zones? Maybe you grew a little bit over the last year. You've been listening to us. We've been teaching you how to get bigger. You did that. Congratulations. Well, shoot, now you got a customer that you're getting a team that's driving to the north side of town for the first customer because we've been there servicing that house for years, but they got new customers on the south side of town. There's this huge drive in between. The more they drive, the more gas they spend, the more money you spend. 
If you can reroute those teams so that they're driving five to 10 minutes between jobs instead of half an hour, 20 minutes, you just saved a bunch of gas. So that's an efficiency standpoint. You got to sit down, look at your routes, look at your customers, call up a customer and say, hey, you know, we service you on Tuesdays right now, but would it be possible to move you on Wednesdays? Because we got a team that's like not right next door anyway, and that would be really helpful to us. So tell them like when you ask for that move to a different day, like, look, we're doing this because we're trying not to raise prices on you guys to cover gas. We're trying to get more efficient. They'll appreciate that. So that's a good one to look at is just how are you moving through the day? Yeah, absolutely. And we've talked about getting electric cars and maybe that's something we'll still do in the future. We should bring Corby on and talk about that at some point, which would be really cool. How many cars does he have? A whole electric fleet up there in Denver? I think he has 11. I think he has 11 Nissan Leafs. Okay. And he started with normal cars, but he bought a whole fleet of them at, at one time, right? Under some awesome deal. You got a tax credit back then and he bought 11 in one go with one dealer. And that was because they cut him a, a massive deal. You know, we could start riding bicycles around town and just, no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> that might really get messy. We're always thinking of creative ideas over here. I'm trying to think if there's any other ones we came up with in the meeting. I think in general, that was a lot of what we talked about. And just putting that out there that we're not going to do anything right away. We're not going to nickel and dime our customers. But kind of in the spirit of Southwest Airlines, you get this really amazing experience. And companies like that, instead of like when you ride on certain other airlines, you're like, oh, man, they're charging me this fee in my bag. And I got three extra bags. And now my bill's this. And you just have this bad taste in your mouth. It's just like build it into your price. Build it into your main price. Don't make people feel like they're getting nickeled and dimed. Like be upfront with them, be straightforward with them. Like Brandon said, people are going to understand right now the situation if you explain it. And we're all in this together. So hopefully inflation doesn't continue on forever and all these things continue going, you know, but we got to do what we can do to survive and to think like entrepreneurs, like you got to think outside the box, being creative. So yeah, guys, I mean, let us know if you guys have any other ideas on this. We'll keep you guys updated as we do this, as we do more research on this or figure out how we're going to mitigate this challenge in the market. But really, it's just some of it's out of our control. Some of it we can control and just control the things you can control and worry about that stuff and don't worry about the other stuff. That's an important point right there too. From a mental cleanliness standpoint, from a health standpoint, you can only focus on the stuff that you actually have purchase over. You cannot dictate what's going to happen in geopolitical circles. Gas prices are totally out of your hands. Things that are in your control are getting, download an app. There's an app called Gas Buddy that a lot of people use. Find the absolute cheapest gas in town and go fuel up all the cars there. We do that at Costco. Costco just happens to be the cheapest consistently all the time. So every Monday, all of our teams go to Costco to get gas. That's the thing that you can do if you're not already doing that. Don't just like let the teams go get gas wherever they want. They're going to go get gas wherever it's convenient and get reimbursed. So the convenient gas stations in town, there's a gas station at the end of our street that we drive by every time we go to Costco. That place right now is at $4.30 a gallon and Costco's at $3.90. So you're talking about saving $0.40 cents a gallon. That adds up. So it is worth driving to Costco to get that extra gas. So do that. The other thing that you can control too is, I don't know if you guys have done this or not, but if you've been growing as well, maybe you got customers that are a little bit further out. And if you can't re-optimize the routes completely, tack on the long distance trip charge to cover the wages and the gas for the team that goes out there. Like, hey, you're just a little bit outside of our service area. We can do it. We're just going to charge you 25 extra bucks every time we come out. And that's to cover this, that, or the other thing. If they cancel, fine. That means that your service area got tighter so that now everyone's closer to the office, less gas less wages you're paying while they're driving there. 
Yeah. And on that same note, every time you possibly lose a customer that was upset about the pricing or whatever it was, that is just a natural circumstance of you doing business. You got to do what you got to do. Well, that opens up another spot on your schedule now for the ideal customer to come in. And so you kind of look at it as an opportunity. What's the silver lining there? Well, you lost the customer, but now you got another spot for the best customer, the ideal customer that you really want to work with to come in, fill that spot, and they're going to believe in your vision. They're going to understand that you have what you had to do to get by to keep running your business. And as long as you explain that and communicate that and get people on board with what you're doing, and obviously it's very apparent in the economy and the environment, but just communicate that to them and, and you'll get the right people and you'll attract the right customers. And so every time we've been losing more customers as a result of certain things lately, but we're working those issues out. And again, it's just making room for the right customers. And even like some of the newer customers, like we're going out to like the East Mountains or different parts of our city, like Brandon, man, taking control of those routes, you know, like instead of having your teams do a few people in town and then drive way out to do that last house at the end of the day, way out there, just call up all those customers that are different times of the week. Say, hey, can we all clean your houses out here on Wednesday and just get them all grouped together and solve problems like that. Create little efficiencies, little systems. Like what can you do in your business to create those efficiencies, those systems and take back control of what you can control? And that's all you can do. But it's definitely making more progress than doing nothing or just worrying about it. And worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere, right? So not fair as Bueller, but one of those funny movies. Sure. Yeah, guys. So that's it. I wish I had some magic silver bullet like, oh, gas is expensive. Go see this guy. His name's Terry in the alley. He'll get you like really cheap gas. Like there is no magic cure to this. Everyone's going to feel the hurt on this one. And that's actually working in your benefit because everyone knows what you're going through and you know what they're going through. So don't be surprised about customer cancellations. But at the same time, just keep your nose to the grindstone. I mean, like you can try and come up with some things. Maybe this is a good time to go back to the pandemic type stuff that we introduced, which was like, free sanitizer and free toilet paper and stuff. Those were things that were a problem during the pandemic. Maybe there's a way for you to come up with something that you can give that's not so expensive to make customers stay on after you do a fuel surcharge. I introduced a fuel surcharge. Sorry. Here's this benefit. I also got you a coupon to this brewery that's local. Go hit them up. Maybe there's a two sides of the coin. Like there's the bad side of the coin and the good side of the coin. I did this, but let me help you out. I also tried to do this for you too. You just got to get creative with it. That was an amazing point you just made there that jogged something in my memory, which is we talk a lot about customer experience. And if you think about a customer or a business that you've worked with in the past that has just treated you really well, that you become really loyal to because they created this experience for you that you're just like overwhelmed. Like, wow, I love working with this cleaning company because they drop off flowers. They're super awesome. Customer service. They show up on time. All this stuff that you do to over deliver it's going to be a lot harder for them to just drop you, right? Because you've built in that loyalty. You've built in this trust, this reciprocity, this rapport with them. And so when you take time to build those relationships with your your customers, guys, even if you've got 50 customers, and I mean, that's a lot easier. You can do something like handwrite them all a thank you note and tell them how much they mean to you and thank them for their business. And something small even goes a long way. And if you have a conversation with your customers, get to know them a little better, just paying attention to people, paying them a compliment. I mean, little things like that go a huge long way and will make people more loyal to you through that experience, through how you make them feel. And so when things do come up, when you have to do a price increase or something that's not so favorable for anyone, really, it makes it a lot less likely that they're going to just have such a bad taste in their mouth. They're going to be like, oh, screw it. Like, not going to stay on anymore. Like, they're probably going to be like, ah, that doesn't feel good. But I'm really loyal to you guys because of the experience you've built for me. You guys continue to deliver, show up, be consistent. And I love working with you. So I'm going to stay with you. I'm going to be loyal. 
And that's what it's all about, guys, is creating more loyal employees, more loyal customers. And the more you can do that, I think it makes all this stuff easier as well. When price increases come around, when the economy and all these things out of our control happen, you've got a loyal customer base. The more loyal you can make them, the easier all this gets. So I think that's a really great place to stop, leave off on this conversation. Yeah. Keep it up, guys. Stay in there. It'll all keep going. It's just a matter of rolling with the punches. Your competitors aren't going to do it very well. If you can, then you'll still be there at the end. That's right. Keep stacking your building higher. Don't worry about the competition because you guys will be way ahead. Onward and upward, as we say, Brandon, right? Onward and upward. In the meantime, guys, keep it clean. Keep it clean. Thanks for joining us today. To get more info, including show notes, updates, trainings, and super cool free stuff, head over to ProfitCleaners.com. And remember, keep it clean.